Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. I've got a very special message for you today, and you are going to want to let your friends and family know. And I particularly want to say, if you have young children in your family, and when I say young children, I mean ages 10, 11, 12, uh, teenagers, uh, you really want to have them tune into this because I really believe this is going to, what I'm going to say today is going to help them. I think it will help you. It will help adults, but I think it will particularly help young people. In fact, we're going to try to figure out a way to package this and get this across to our young people, particularly who really need to hear what I'm going to talk about today. I don't know whether you all have been following the news. It's made some national news. They've highlighted it on Fox, probably on a number of other uh, stations and uh, networks as well as it's making the round on the rounds on the internet that the the parents of Loudoun County now by the way folks for those of you who are not from Virginia you may or may not know this Loudoun County is one of the wealthiest counties in the country okay it's in northern Virginia it's fed by the Washington DC bureaucrats and a lot of the money that flows out of the federal government a lot of good people living there, by the way. We, unfortunately, we had a bunch of carpetbaggers move in who've just skewed the politics of Virginia to a far left direction. We're hoping to change that this year. But the parents of Loudoun County have spoken up because they have found that the curriculum that is being pressed by the school board on to children is a degenerate curriculum. Uh, I don't know whether you've seen the news, but you can Google this, Loudoun County parents and look at some of the YouTube videos. I can't repeat, I won't repeat even on this podcast. I won't repeat some of the things that they read to the school board that are actually being taught to their children. It was vile, vulgar, nasty, just as I use the word, de depraved and degenerate. And, and the school board members sat there while one father excoriated them and told them show some leadership stand up for these children and the best they could do was tell him to your mask is falling down beneath your nose pull your mask up I mean the guys you could see from the room the guys a hundred feet maybe more from the school board they're sitting up on a perch he's down on the floor a good hundred feet away from them and they're telling him pull your mask up I mean these, these people are just yeah unreal but look they're teaching them transgenderism they're reading them books like I am jazz about this child who is sexually confused about gender and I guess goes from a boy to a girl and all of that and how wonderful that is and how much better the child feels and all that. And, and not, not only that, but apparently the teenagers using a lot of street language, um, very, very vile, nasty, vulgar language to express sexual organs and all of that and, and who's doing what to whom that's what's being taught in our public schools, which is one of the reasons why I've said, parents, we need parental choice in education, universal parental choice in education. That is what I support so that every parent in the United States of America, rich or poor, regardless of background, has the option to choose the school that they want their child to go to rather than being forced into a school that teaches their children values in contradiction to the parents' own. 
But that, that's kind of an aside. The school board responded and has responded in a very arrogant, dismissive fashion to the parents now, to the parents of the children. Which brings me to what I want to talk to you about today, because I think that that is indicative of a general trend in our culture. Uh, some of you have listened to me for a while, have heard me use the concept totalitarian culture, or I've also called it a cult culture, that people are behaving more like they're in a cult than people in a free society. But I want to focus in on this totalitarian nature. Now, for young people who may be watching me, totalitarian sounds like a really big word, but it's not. It's just the word total, T-O-T-A-L, total, 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 totalitarian. And what it really means is total control. Totalitarianism simply means total control. Now, I've said before that we are not, and we don't yet have, thank God, a totalitarian government. Communist China does. As a matter of fact, let, let, me, let me show you something here. Communist China has a totalitarian culture. Let me just give you one example. I'm reading from this magazine, The Voice of the Martyrs. And uh, Communist China is in the process of changing the Bible and, and having a, a Communist Chinese approved Bible that only that that is the only legal Bible in China. If you get caught with the authentic Bible, that is punishable by jail. And depending upon the circumstances in which you're doing that, if you're distributing Bibles or you're evangelizing or something like that. Jesus looks at the woman and says, woman, where are your accusers? Are there none who condemn you? And she said, no, Lord. And he said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. See, people like to leave that part out. Go and sin no more. She was wrong. Jesus let her know she was wrong, but he showed her compassion. He showed her grace, which is what God is doing for all mankind right now, showing us grace. It doesn't mean sin doesn't have consequences. It doesn't mean it's not going to be punished. It just means we're being given grace until we can come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ so that we accept the fact that our sins have been paid for. If you don't accept that Jesus paid for your sins, you're going to pay for them yourself. Here's how they changed the Chinese Bible the communist Chinese Bible. Please hear me well. And you young people, please follow this. Oh, please follow this. Because I, I, I am deeply and profoundly concerned about the future of this country and what kind of country you young people are going to inherit. And I want you to see something that you're not going to be taught in, most, in, in, in any public school. They're not going to get into this. And I'll tell you why in a second. So the communist Chinese Bible changes the Bible to read this. Jesus once said to the angry crowd who was trying to stone a woman who had sinned, he who is out, who is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. When his words came to their ears, they stopped moving forward. When everyone went out, Jesus stoned the woman himself and said, I am also a sinner. That's going to be the new official legal communist Chinese Bible.
Now, why did I bring that up? Because communism is totalitarian. In other words, total control of everyone and everything. Just remember that simple definition of totalitarianism. Total control over everything and everyone. Now, I said we don't yet have a totalitarian government, thank God, because we have a constitution that reigns our government in that was designed to limit the power of government. And I thank God for that. Oh, and every American who's got any sense ought to be grateful to God. These Black Lives Matter and radicals uh, on the left are running around denouncing the country and saying the Constitution is racist. They better thank God every day that they live under this Constitution. It is the most liberating document in the history of government in man, of mankind. It is the most liberating document of governments in the history of mankind. It protects the rights and freedoms of the individual. I know we haven't done it perfectly, but nevertheless, that document stands firm almost a quarter of a millennium later after it was first passed and ratified, and it still protects your rights and my rights. So we don't have a totalitarian government yet, but we are increasingly living in a totalitarian culture. And what do I mean by that? I mean, we are increasingly living in a culture in which the left is trying to control everything and everybody. And these Loudoun County parents up in Northern Virginia have exposed another instance of this. Because let me tell you how, totalitarian, how totalitarianism works. And by the way, communism is totalitarian. Fascism is also totalitarian. Just to give you a little bit of history, people like to call conservatives fascists and all that. They don't realize Fascism is not right. Fascism is left. Mussolini is the inventor of fascism. And, the, and Mussolini was a communist. And the only innovation that Mussolini made to go from communism to fascism was communism de-emphasized the nation state. Because, of course, the communist utopian dream is no state, that everybody lives in harmony. I've said Karl Marx was basically trying to create the kingdom of God without God. The only problem is that that works in theory when people thinking about it. Oh, yeah, that sounds wonderful. Oh, no state. But in practice, was the Soviet Union pursuing a stateless world? No, they were, they were pursuing power over everything they could get their hands on. Is communist China pursuing a stateless world? No, they're pursuing power and control over every nation they can get their, their, their greedy communist hands on. So the, the, the whole notion of the, the, the stateless world was something that Mussolini rejected because he wanted Italy. And then, of course, he paired ultimately with Hitler. He wanted his state to control everything and everybody. He wanted to be the head of the Italian state and wanted it to have power. So he came with, a, with this, what I call, perverse nationalism that says our country should rule over everybody. Which is why when they say American nationalism or Christian nationalism, the left calls us Christian nationalists. I mean, it's so stupid. It just goes to show how ignorant they are. They don't understand a thing about history or ideology or politics because there's nothing wrong with nationalism. There can be a perverse, extreme nationalism and there's a healthy nationalism, which simply says, I love my country. My country is first in my priorities over other nations, but I'm not interested in subjugating other people. I don't hate other people. 
Uh, I don't believe that other people are inherently inferior to us or that we have a right to control the lives of everybody. I'm simply concerned to make sure that my nation is healthy and strong and secure and prosperous and free. But you see the left, their brains are frozen in this cult-like mentality, so they don't understand what I just expressed to you. And this brings me back again to totalitarianism. Why is totalitarianism even attractive to people? Because the fundamental premise of totalitarianism is that there is no God. The fundamental premise of totalitarianism is that there is no God. And even fascists who might embrace the Catholic Church or, or embrace the Russian Orthodox Church or, or as you see, Communist China is not trying to destroy the church now. Uh, they're trying to destroy the authentic church, but they're, what they're really trying to do is create a Christianity of their own making. So they can funnel people into that and continue to control them through that. But that is a God of their own making. That's not the true and the living God. See, totalitarianism rejects the existence of the true and living God and his authority over mankind. They reject that because they really believe that they know what human beings need. And they have a number of premises. Number one, nothing wrong with human beings. Human beings are great. Human beings are fine. Human beings are perfect. It's just systems that make them bad. Systemic racism. Systems make them bad. And if you just change the system, oh, they'll be perfect. You can live in perfect harmony. See, I said Karl Marx was trying to create the kingdom of God without God. Well, now, if human beings are inherently good and what is needed is the system uh, to, 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 to not make them bad, but you need a good system to make them good, and communism purports to be that system, well, guess what? There's only one problem. That, that new system that they create is unnatural and defies reality. Let me say that again. It's unnatural and it defies reality. Now, what do I mean by that? It is the natural inclination of a human being to own, to want something of their own, to have something of their own. Now, you see it in perverse ways among children who fight over toys. They, that, that's my toy. But that's, that's the, the, the natural inclination. I really believe that God put that in us, not in selfish and greedy uh, expressions, but put that in us because each of us is a unique individual created by Almighty God, unlike any other person, unique, I should say. I mean, there we have likenesses. I'm, I'm somewhat like my daddy, but, but, we, but we are unique with regard to any other human being. We are not exactly, we are not an exact replica of any other person on the earth. Even identical twins are not exactly alike. Anybody who's known identical twins knows that. They're not exactly alike. Well, if you're going to control human beings and you're going to get them to buy into things that are unnatural, okay, you, don't, you shouldn't own anything. Everything should be owned by the collective. 
then you've got to use force because when things are unnatural and unreal, human beings will rebel. So when you tell us, for example, there's no gender, there's no male or female, that is a social construct that we've got to get beyond. Then human beings look at you like a lot of human beings will look at you and say, that doesn't make sense. That denies everything I know. That denies reality that stares me in the face. And I'm not buying into that. When you tell human beings that as recently Harvard declared, we shouldn't refer to women, we should refer to birthing persons as if something other than a woman can have a child. You're gonna get people saying, what? That's crazy. I'm not, no, I don't accept that, that's no. And the further on you go in this process, the more rebellion you get because the more human beings realize that what you're telling me doesn't square with reality and I'm not buying that. When you tell human beings that a baby in its mother's womb is not human, that's not a human being, and folks realize, well, wait, wait, my, even my lightning fast mind, let's see. What, what, I, I came through that process, what was I? I mean, I've said, I've likened it to this. A child, a, a, a newborn child has no self-consciousness. It is the mark of humanity. God gave us this, that we are self-aware. In other words, I've heard philosophers say it this way. I can think about the fact that I am thinking. We are self-aware. Babies are not, infants are not self-aware. They don't come out of their mother's womb thinking, oh, wow, this is interesting. Wow, oh, okay, that's, that's my mother. Looking forward to, get to know, getting to know you. That's my father, okay. Oh, wow, there's a, there's a tree. There's, ah, this is, this is, creation is very interesting. This world, of, they're not self-aware. They're just there. Self-awareness comes, I'm not sure exactly when, it may be different for different people, but self-awareness comes much later, and yet we would consider that to be a mark of humanity, a mark of being human. Is the baby not human? Of course the baby is human. Just because the baby is not self-aware doesn't mean it's not human. We know that it is going through stages of development, and eventually it, he or she will become self-aware. So, well, then if it's not self-aware, then maybe it's not human. If it's not human, well, maybe we could just kill it. Isn't that what Ralph Northam said? Isn't that what Barack Obama said? That if a baby is born alive, though it was an intended abortion, you can still kill it or let it die? Because somehow the fact that the mother and father or, or the mother and the doctor don't recognize it because they intended it to be aborted, it can still die. It's not murder. Now, the average human being hears that and goes, that doesn't make sense. Wait a minute, that, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. Of course it's a human being. You can't kill that baby. Remember the hue and cry over Ralph Northam's comments? Well, then we can decide. They can have a discussion. 
I mean, you know, just right on out of Hitler's playbook. And I don't usually bring him up, but I mean, that's the kind of thinking you would expect from a megalomaniac like Adolf Hitler. Oh, uh, well, let me, I'll decide whether it lives or dies. Uh, no, down with that one. Unwanted, away with him. But human beings on average, I think the average human being, just with, with, with just basic common sense looks at that and says, you can't kill that baby. Are you crazy? You can't kill that baby. That's murder. Here's my point. Totalitarianism, by rejecting God, rejects fundamental truth, rejects reality. In fact, has to convince people that there is no truth, that the only truth is what the totalitarian system tells you is true. It therefore has got to use force to get you to go along. That's why communism has killed 100 million people. That's why communism has starved and murdered and tortured and incarcerated people and put people in labor camps and, and sent them to Siberia because you can't get human beings to go along in, in toto with totalitarianism, which tells them that what they see, what they hear, what they know, by, with every common sense, with every fiber of their being, what they know to be true is not true. That's not true. Don't put boy on the birth certificate. That's not true, they tell you. Yeah, but he's a boy. He's got a Y chromosome. He's got male genitalia. He is physiologically a boy. No, you don't know that yet. It could be a girl with a boy's body. And you kind of look, what? No. I say we're not a totalitarian government because in a totalitarian government, you, you fail to go along. And guess what? You get arrested. You get tortured. You get placed in a labor camp or a concentration camp or ultimately murdered. In a totalitarian culture, since we don't have a government that will enforce they're crazy ideas yet, yet, but the Democrat party wants to take us in that direction. We can't lock you up. We can't torture you. We can't kill you yet, yet, but we can take away your job. We can destroy your business. We can destroy your reputation. We can make it hard for you to get work. We can smear you. We can slander you. In other words, we can, we can destroy you in every way but physically. Now, Breitbart said that politics is downstream from culture. So if the culture is totalitarian, the people who are trying to create that totalitarian culture Guess what they ultimately want? They want a totalitarian government. And folks, that's where we're headed. We remember, um, oh, the guy's name was, I think it was Eichmann, or was it? Yeah. Uh, but he was the head of Mozilla. He'd just been hired as CEO of Mozilla. They found out that several years before he had given $1,000 to the uh, Proposition 8 uh, ballot initiative in California, which was intended to define marriage as a union between one man and one woman. 
and he was driven from his job. He had held it for one month, and they found that out about him. He was driven from his job. That is totalitarian culture. If we had a totalitarian government, he not have, might not have only been driven from his job, he might have been arrested. That's where, that's where the left wants to take us. And I, I hope you young people who have been listening to this understand what I'm saying, because your future is at stake. What, uh, and by the way, to, I use the, the, the term cult. Totalitarian culture is a cult-like state. Is, it is a cult-like existence for an entire nation where everybody is expected to adhere to the unreality that is imposed upon them or suffer the consequences. You know, the, the, the left points at people like me and they say we're trying to impose our religion on everybody. That's absolutely untrue. I am trying to persuade people that the word of God is true, but I'm not trying to impose that on anybody and I'm try, not trying to use the state to impose anything on anybody. And it's just interesting. This is one of the one of the aspects of totalitarianism is lies. So so defending against my right to hold the view that marriage is only one thing, a union between one man and one woman in the bonds of holy matrimony. That's it. That's all. Defending my right to do that is somehow now reversed. See, this is the this is the Alice in Wonderland world. This is the 1984 world that they've created. Now, I'm trying to impose something on people. That's been the reality and the norm for 6,000 years of human history. Male, female, man, woman. Jesus affirmed it. He said, in the beginning, God made them male and female. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. And they too shall be one flesh. And now you've got Nancy Pelosi declaring on the floor of the Congress, we don't, we're not going to use daddy. We're not going to use mommy, dad or mom or father, mother, uh, sister, brother, because those are gender specific terms. See what I mean? Those are gender, gender specific terms. You will not be allowed to speak and use those terms. You know, in some states, for example, if you fail to call a person who claims to be some sort of transgender, whatever, and you fail to use their proper pronouns, you can be fine. And in some states, they're actually trying to put people in prison for what they call misgendering which is a fundamental contradiction of the First Amendment. So basically what they would like to do is put me in jail for calling Bruce Jenner, Bruce Jenner, because he, he ain't no Caitlyn and never will be. That's a concoction in his own mind. And the fact that he happens to have conservative views don't move me at all. I don't care about that. I care about what's right. So I wanted you all to reflect on what I've said because, you know, I throw these terms out and sometimes people may think, oh, well, he's just he's just being hyperbolic. You know, he's just kind of dramatizing things. No, I'm very, very serious when I say and I, I just I believe factually backed it up for you that we are increasingly living in a totalitarian culture. I mean, think about this. You've got Christian student organizations on college campuses kicked off, now what, Christian student organizations kicked off of campus because they will not allow 
leadership of their organization that is non-Christian because that's considered discrimination. What happened to the freedom of religion in the First Amendment? See, that's, that's totalitarian culture. Total control over everything and everybody and the use of force against anybody who won't go along. So basically, when you kick the, uh, a student group off campus, you mean that, that means that they can't uh, uh, get the funding that student groups get as part of uh, being part of the, the university or college community. That means they no longer have access to the facilities. They can't use the facilities on campus because they're no longer a recognized group. You're now using force to punish them for holding fast to their personal, moral, spiritual, Christian convictions. And by the way, this only happens with Christians. It's not, ha this, it's not happening with Muslims because the, the left, first of all, they're too cowardly to mess with Muslims because they know there's, there is a part of the Muslim community that will use force against you, whereas Christians are taught to pray for our enemies. So they, they don't have a problem kicking Christians in the teeth, but they know if they kick Muslims in the teeth, they might get their heads chopped off. Just being honest. So they, and they're cowards, so they're afraid. So, so Islam is untouchable. So they, they get around that. They've declared Islam to be a victim class. So if you're Muslim, you're a victim. And therefore, you are untouchable. Christians are oppressors. Following a quote unquote white man's religion, which is here again, you, you, you got to have sand in your brain to believe that's something that's stupid. You, you really do. Well, and that and be full of the devil as well. Let's, let's really, yeah, that, that, in fact, the latter more than the former. You got sand in the brain, but you probably got sand in the brain because you're full of the devil anyway. Because he's a liar and the father of lies, and that's what he propagates. And the people who go along with this stuff, that's what they believe. I've just given you a little primer, a little, little education on totalitarian ideology. And by the way, socialism is a totalitarian ideology. Now, there are people who say, well, no, 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 well, you know, so we, we can have, you can have democratic socialism like Bernie Sanders says. Yeah, right, right. Well, he, Bernie Sanders is a liar, too. Because he praised the Soviet Union when he went there, and the Soviet Union wasn't, wasn't a democratic socialist state. Socialism is incompatible with freedom. Because the premise is, that the state is going to make sure that everybody is equal, that everybody has the same, and therefore the state will determine what you can have and what you can't have, and it will take from you what you have in order to, to give to those it thinks is more deserving than you or deserving of having whatever you've had, whatever you have, whatever you work for. Socialism doesn't work. Hugo Chavez tried to bring it to Venezuela, and what do you have now? You have Venezuela is an absolutely international basket case. It's a failed state. It's, it's, it's in anarchy. That's socialism. Young people don't buy into these silly labels. Socialism sounds social. Yeah, it's demonic. It's the pathway to ultimate communism, and it's another step to, in the direction of totalitarianism. And remember, Thomas Jefferson gave us some insight into this when he said the government that is big enough to give you everything you need is big enough to take everything you have.
and our founding fathers, and I say this very, very, I, I say this with godly pride, okay? So not pride of self. I say this with godly pride. Our founding fathers were some of the most brilliant, inspired people that the world has ever seen. I am one of their heirs. And so is every American, regardless of the color of your skin. Because they understood, they may not have understood everything I'm telling you now because they lived in a different era, but they understood the depravity of the human heart and the tendency of any people with power to get more and more and more of it until they could control everything and everybody. And so they gave us a constitution that limited the power of government to, uh, to assure, to secure the freedom of the individual. And you and I are heirs of that. And we got a bunch of people, that's why they want to tear down the founding fathers. It is not simply because they're so concerned about the founding fathers having been slave owners. It is because they want to undermine any confidence that we have in the nature of our system, our culture, our government, so that we can be primed to accept a, a major overhaul. Get rid of the Constitution. Get rid of the Declaration. Those are just antiquated documents written by racist white men who were slave owners. And they're going to give us something in their own image. Oh, and we can be sure. Oh, we're going to all be much better off when we let them be in control. Now, see, folks, in light of what I've just said to you, I hope you consider this whole election debate. Because, you know, the left always says there is no widespread fraud in elections and we don't need voter ID and we don't need the, the, the. In every reasonable effort to make sure that we have integrity in our election system, they oppose even to the point of the slanderous lie of calling what Georgia did Jim Crow 2.0, which is just sick. It's just sick. And anybody who's still alive who lived through Jim Crow ought to want to dope slap the person who would say that. Because everybody in our country pretty much has an idea. Are you kidding me? Who doesn't? Or you can certainly get one quite easily. But you see, the point is to control elections so that the outcome is assured before it starts. That's what totalitarianism does. You know, totalitarian countries have elections, but the totalitarian leaders already know the outcome of the elections before they hold them. So they're meaningless. And what the Democrat Party and the left are doing is trying to create a one-party state. That's what they want. A one-party state built on an image of the Antichrist. There is no God. The Bible is a lie. There is no truth. There is no absolute morality. We are the arbiters of our own morality and we will decide what is good and bad, what is right and wrong. And we know we're right because, because of Karl Marx told us so. So this debate over elections is really a debate over whether we're going to be a totalitarian country or we're going to be a, a nation of individual liberty. 
See, they want to turn voting into a collective activity. Well, that's what communist countries do. Voting is not a collective activity. Voting is an individual activity. Each individual goes into the voting booth on the, and, and makes a decision on the basis of his or her reason and conscience and faith and all the things that they bring to bear on decision-making and chooses the candidates that they believe will best serve our country and serve not their selfish interests, but the interests of liberty for all of us. And so this idea that, that trying to create integrity in our electoral process and that the 75 million people who felt that last, the, the 2020 election was fraught with all kinds of problems are somehow out to lunch. See, that's totalitarianism for you. What do you do with those people? Oh, you get rid of them. Get rid of them. Get rid of those people. We don't have a totalitarian government that can do that, but you can hear in the way these leftists talk, conspiratorial conspiracy theories, the, 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 the debunked theories about, the, about last year's election. I'll tell you something, I've always said, I don't know that the outcome of last year's election would have been any different no matter what happened. I don't know that I, because there's been, there's been no thorough investigation of it to give us the facts and the evidence and the, uh, of, of what actually happened. All we have is anecdotal instances of strange things going on. But I will say this, and this is what the left won't acknowledge. If you have a situation in which half the voting population has no confidence in the electoral process, you've got to address that. But see, totalitarianists don't think that way. You know what they think? Shut them up. They don't know what, they don't, they don't have anything to say. As I said, they don't have the force of government to lock you up. But what they do is they try to create a culture in which they destroy your reputation, get you fired from your job, get your business destroyed, make it impossible for you to earn a living. In other words, they punish you with every tool they have available to punish you. And, and folks, I, I, I do not say this lightly, and, I, and I'm not trying to, to, to be dramatic or exaggerate, but those are the kind of people who start out seeming normal, who when they get the power that they crave, become monsters. You know, the Nazis who supported Hitler, they didn't start out that way. But, but the constant indoctrination and the, and the thirst for power, and now we're in control. And once they got that control, people who we might have looked at 10 years, 15, 20 years earlier and found to be normal human beings living normal lives suddenly became the pinnacle of evil. And the same people who would denounce half of their citizens for simply saying, we think there's some things that need to be done to make sure that we all have confidence in the outcome of our elections. To denounce them as a bunch of conspiracy thinking crazies is exactly the way totalitarianists behave. Because they're not interested in having a, a rational debate. They're interested in destroying anyone who would contradict their worldview. So we are living in a totalitarian culture. I want to say to the parents of Loudon, if any of you are watching right now, keep on fighting. Keep on fighting the good fight of faith and, and, and decency and honor to protect your children 
from these folks who think they know what's best for your children and you need to just shut up because you don't. Here again, that's the mark of totalitarianism. These elites know what's best for all of us and the rest of us, if we know what's good for us, will simply shut up and take it. And by the way, folks, I'll just say in, in closing, race becomes the linchpin for convincing people that this overthrow of our system is necessary. If America is inherently racist, if America is, is inherently evil, if America was built on slavery, if America's founding fathers were all a bunch of evil, wicked, slave-owning white men who should be dismissed, if the Declaration is nothing but a false document, if the Constitution is nothing but a document written simply to uphold <clears throat> white privilege, how do you correct that? You got to throw the whole thing out. You got to throw it all out and start all over. Now, they won't tell you that, but isn't that where the logic of all of that leads to? Of course it does. And that's why we can't afford to ever rest or back down. We got to stop these people. You young people who are watching this or had a chance to watch this, I hope you know that you are who we are fighting for. We are fighting to make sure that we pass on to you a legacy of freedom and opportunity and hope. And, and, and by the way, and cultural unity based upon Judeo-Christian values rooted and grounded in truth and in the existence of Almighty God who gives us our rights and our freedom. Without that, without those fundamental principles upon which America was established, our country is doomed. And we're not going to let that happen. We're not going to allow those anarchic, uh, and, 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 and moral, morally relativistic and, and secularist, atheist, Marxist, totalitarian ideas run this country into the ground and trample us in the process. That's not going to happen. Because he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. God bless you. Listen, I know I didn't get to the word today, but I, I, that, I, that's been, that was burning on my heart and I had to share that with you. I hope you got something out of that. I'm always biblical. I'm always giving you the word of God in one way or another. We'll come back to John chapter 20 next time. And in the meantime, remember folks, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side.